This video was brought to you by Asia the Amazing Outdoors. Located in Woodridge, New York, you can enjoy the amazing outdoors in the Catskills. There's camping, ATV rentals, ATV riding lessons, guided ATV tours, and much more. Give them a follow on Instagram and shoot them a DM for inquiry. Or you can email them at asianewyork at gmail.com. There's my cat. He's a little guest, right? Look at him. Huh? <laughs> Yo, what is good, YouTubes? It's your boy, Ray, and this is the Everyday City Carry. And today, I've got a very special guest. we got my homie, Metal Complex, on the pod. What's up? How's it going, man? <laughs> What's up? Random knife guy hands. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how's it going, man? I haven't uh, had you on here in a while. I always treat these podcasts as a way to catch up with people I really like. So thank you for coming back, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm excited. I uh, um, life is very, very busy this time of year. I uh, uh, obviously will make time to come and talk with you as we have done in the past. These are always really fun too. So I'm I'm happy you invited me. Thanks, so. man. Thanks for coming. I'm see that you brought the arsenal here. Holy crap! Yes. Um, <laughs> I brought um, I brought a, I brought a third of it. <laughs> Damn. I'm looking at the case that's over here to the left. <laughs> How many knives do you think you look at in one year? I calculated it one okay. time. So <laughs> let's do the math here. It's one review uh, every, five days a week is a review. Every now and then there's a sixth review. So it would be six knives per week. I There are a ton more knives that come in and I look at them and I go, Nah, maybe the things that I have to say would be overly brutal. So yes. maybe we just don't give this any airtime because we we just it's not something that I would find interesting. So the number of knives that I touch, that I fondle, <laughs> um, <laughs> a cra like an insane and incalculable that's a hard word to say amount. But um, the number of knives that I actually review on the channel would be how many weeks are in a year? Fifty two. So fifty two times five point five. Do you I'm have a not a real Asian. I, I live in the jungle, oh. so I don't know how to do math well. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a regular calculator in here because like <laughs> everything in here. Is my, phone right <laughs> my phone. I'm using my damn phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To, uh, so 333 knives. In it's one three, oh yeah. So there. So there you go. So 333 knives a year, roughly. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. crazy. So you do one review every day every day? I do a knife review um Monday through Friday every morning my time at 9 central. Wow. Um yep. So then and then oh, at the uh, best of the content. There's actually more content on my channel that is a non-knife review because the other half of the content during the week is an unboxing and first impressions. There's always an unboxing in the afternoon. And then the weekends is where we, that's where we mix it up and do weird stuff, you know? Damn. So that's crazy, man, because I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I went full time recently, so I'm trying to like find my way and like my own way, of course. Nice. Uh, yeah. And you know, this is why I wanted to have you on. Cause I'm kind of like, I started with everyday minimalist and then it was supposed to be little fit devil, but she rescheduled. And I was just trying to talk to everyone who's like doing this thing and kind of like killing it. You know, I have Neves coming on. And then I'm going to do a live show with him. So I'm just trying to like, you see how everybody does their thing. Um, 
I, I feel like I've tapped into something that works for me mm -hmm. and um, no one's really doing it that way, but uh, I'm still trying to like find my flow. If, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is uh like, this is, this is a really fun topic for me to talk about. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to see, cause I knew, and we've talked about this before you and I, I was <laughs> like, this, this guy is actually doing something a little bit different and he has an interesting flair and like, it's fun and you kind of keep it going. And there's not a, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities when somebody's talking with you or when you're talking for long <laughs> silence or nothing's happening, right? Yeah. That dynamic is there. But um, the best, I think uh, a lot of new creators make the mistake of thinking that there is a finite uh, pool of viewership and they have a really limited perspective of what the knife community consists of. So they feel like they have to compete for the exact same audience, which mm -hmm. is so far from the truth. There's an ocean of people out there that may not know that they would be interested in various forms of knife content. And the best thing you can do as a new creator is try and reach not necessarily everybody, but pools and, and, you know, sub communities uh, that um, sort of think the same way as you, right. And for, for all, you know, there could be this massive untapped potential, you know? Um, and, and that's what people should try to do is stop fighting for, that top position, like if you type knife in on YouTube, I think new creators get, um, they get a little bit, uh, what's the right word? I almost said downtrodden. That's not the right word. Like, they get, uh, they get unmotivated. Yeah. Because they're like, how am I supposed to like, it's just, it's all <laughs> like metal complex and knees and, you know, and it's like, <laughs> but that's a worse, we're, we're a specific corner, you know, mm -hmm. and there's all these other corners, um, where you, you know, people can cater and they can get that spot. They can get in front of, people who think like them and that's the kind of people you want to attract is people who enjoy what you make you know and and you should you should create the content that you like to make and that's what you're doing i'm yeah. i'm i'm getting to the point where i'm like <laughs> overlapping what i'm saying but you're doing what you like to do and you're attracting the, the attracting the people that like what you do and you're building off of that and that is infinitely more satisfying than just trying to replicate what you think is the most popular type of content you know um, so yeah. I think that's awesome, man. I think what you're doing is super I watch cool. you guys though, you know, because I have to, I, I, I think my mistake before, uh, was, um, watching spaces outside the knife community and like wishing it was like that. Yeah. And, and I think now actually that time has come where like, um, you can get ahead, like doing things differently. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But I do watch you guys. Like, I watch Neves. I watch Everyday Minimalist. I watch Beast Blades a lot, actually, because that guy, it's like a phenomenon, bro. Like, if you ever go to his live show, there's just donos left and right. And, like, it's crazy. Huge That's numbers. Good. Small channel, 20K, um, mm -hmm. in comparison to, you know, the giants like you guys. Um, but, yeah, just crushing him. I'm, I'm going to have him on, too. So that that kind of stuff really interests me. Uh, let's get into some knife talk, though, right? Uh, sure. What knife are you going to carry today? Or what knife did you carry? I don't know oh. if you carried a knife to the gym or not. <laughs> uh, not to the gym, but the knife that's been dominating my pockets is the 80-20.5 that is textured. And um, didn't we – oh, wait. Here. I'm sorry. Let's, uh, let's do that again. The knife that I've been carrying, the knife that's in my pocket right now, <laughs> is the – <laughs> the AD 20.5 that's, that's textured and uh, it's folded right now. 
Um, I I have the I have the other one. No, you can um... show it, bro. You can show it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just don't flip it over and over. I think is is the thing. Yeah. Oh, so don't do exactly what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to make sure that I can clip this for TikTok because I think this would. I'm trying to use that. Because, like, there shouldn't be a reason why I no. couldn't make multiple pieces of content from an hour-long podcast. There shouldn't right. be. So, right. But, yeah, anyway, continue. I've seen uh, your video on this, the 8020.5. This is the yeah. one that came out with the textured titanium, right? Yes, and this is uh, – so a long time ago, I did this series called uh, – it started with the quest for the, the perfect folding knife. And I did the series based on, you know, like, the perspective of an enthusiast where – the utility of the object was not necessarily the priority, but from, you know, somebody who wants a functional object, but is just perfect as far as everything they look for, even if it's nonsensical. Then I did a separate series where I did the quest for the perfect or the ultimate EDC folding knife, where I actually considered what do I want and need day to day? Like, let's put utility first and still, you know, incorporate some of the enthusiast elements that I want. And I said, ideally, you know, if somebody were to create, you know, um, something that had the ergonomics around, like that were near like the Manix 2 or the Shaman textured titanium, and most importantly, an ambidextrous and very strong lock so that when I was using it, if I had to switch to my left hand so that I could use my dominant hand to hold whatever it is, you know, you find yourself in that position a lot when you're out, if you're out doing any type of work. Yeah, it's important that the knife is able to be manipulated with your non-dominant hand. And I said, you know, at this time, nothing perfectly fits that role except for backlocks, which are a little bit awkward. And it wasn't maybe a year and a half later that Demco developed the shark lock, which I, I find absolutely perfect. So when they finally and, you know, I have the American version. I have the really expensive, the one that you see on <laughs> eBay for like two grand. And I got one of those early. But uh, that's kind of a safe queen and that, you know, that word bothers some people, but I don't like to use that one because I kind of enjoy just owning it. But this guy and the smooth one, no problem. But this, this Demco, I had to change the clip to the, um, this is the Lynch clip. Yeah, it looks better. But this setup is as close to the most ideal day-to-day -day knife. I mean, it's, it's compact. It's uh, fairly thin. Um, fairly lightweight, balanced. It has the right ergos. It has the blade shape that I like. I kind of like a blade that's not too long with the tip pointed down because I do a lot of draw cuts, right? Um, Is that 3D sheep's foot? steel. Shark's yeah. Foot, right? Shark foot, right? Yeah, you call it a shark's foot. Yeah. Um, but it's just so, it's so fantastic. The only issue with it, this is the only issue, and people are saying it along with me who know what this knife, what this knife costs. It's freaking expensive. You pay, yeah. you buy this for three seventy five, and then you pay taxes. Four hundred dollar knife, right? So that's the only that's the only thing that's holding it back. If 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 at some point the knife world can churn out this for sub two hundred, which is still very expensive by most people's standards, but certainly less than the four hundred dollars it costs right now, not including the clip that I think is better. You have to buy separately. Um, then we have something that is much more obtainable right much more uh you know it's more desirable because it's more obtainable and it makes more sense it's easier for people to justify carrying something like that because the cost is, is lower but that's the i don't have a problem carrying this but i know like when i talk about it i have to i have to point stuff like that out because it's not like you know people are just like oh yeah sure four hundred dollars for a knife that's that's <laughs> totally reasonable right that's a lot of money so 
There's this video, um, and it's funny because someone that we know uh, is the author of the original video. So on TikTok, you can duet a video, right? And yeah. um, uh, somebody duetted Everyday Minimalist video on a Microtech OTF that was $700. And this like really like kind of overweight kid was like, who is going to buy this? I know a gas station OTF is is gonna is not as good as this in quality, but when you're attacked by someone, you know it doesn't matter because in people's yeah. in regular people's <laughs> minds that's what it's for. Um, and right. he was like, you can get two, you know, used Nintendo Switches and a Switch Lite with seven hundred dollars. No one is gonna buy that, bro. <laughs> that's I was the laughing. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, and oh. then I commented, um, "I find it hilarious when non-knife people." um talk about something they know nothing about dude and dude, i got so many comments on that and then um you know i i just commented like it's the same as collecting sneakers funko pop magic cards pokemon cards pokemon cards are like like fucking five million dollars bro you dude know i know like it's so funny the same thing that's the, it's it's so funny and like but like can we blame here's the thing i try let's try to let's step back a sec yeah how, how much blame can we put on people who are stepping into because that's where the brain automatically goes there was a time where i thought it's just like how we we um we we uh we joke around about the can i say the it's a different kind of f word um it means pew pew can i say that okay. here uh yeah 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 you can say okay that. so it's the same with like firearms people yeah what six hundred dollars for a knife you could buy a <laughs> firearm for that and it's like Bro, like you're that oh, you're taking your mindset like you have a very specific foundation of value and it's everything is related to what utility you feel like you get or what benefit you get from the firearm and then everything has to be relative to that specific value. And it's funny now we have this other population of people who it's not a, what you get two Nintendo switches for that. <laughs> Like, Bro, also with a gun, like I'm just gonna shoot a box open, like when right. the, something comes from Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, about? my new camera doorbell. Blam, 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 blam. You know, like I can't wait to open this up. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like I, I, I want everyone think that that's what knives are for. But I, yeah, I've never used a knife in self defense. The closest I've ever gotten, bro, is I was in you know I was working at the CBD shop still. And, it, you know, I'm, I've been in New York a long time. So, like, I know when people are trying to, quote, unquote, sun you, you know what I'm saying? And try to jump mm -hmm. you and all that. So uh, I was walking to the liquor store uh, to buy some, some whiskey. And I see this kid. This kid can't be older than 17, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, like, big like I am now. You know what I mean? I was, like, <laughs> maybe 130 pounds or something. And then okay. he's, like, come over here. I'm going to tell you something. And that is like when you hear that in New York, you never talk to the person. Yeah, they dude, are that definitely sounds... baiting you. Right. So what happened was um, he was like, I want to tell you something. So I just kept walking and I see like four more guys like starting to try to surround me. So I was like, OK, you know, I've been in situations like this before. Got to get to the traffic light. That's where we're going to be. There's going to be the most people. And I, the only knife I had in my pocket was like a pass around knife from Damn Designs. Oh. <laughs> so I walked to the thing and they didn't follow me. But they were saying shit like, oh, what you got in your pocket? What do you got in your pocket? Like, don't try anything. There's more of us and all that. And I was like ready to do shit, you know, because like I would rather get in trouble for defending myself and like face the law that way than possibly get killed maybe. I mean, you know what, what are you going to do? It's yeah. four on one, you know? I mean, but, Bro, yes. you know, the, the thing is, is like when a person 
sees blood usually, like things change. That mm-hmm. is just a fact. Like I, I'm not a tough guy. I, I, I'm not saying I could fight or anything, but I've been in a lot of fights growing up here in New York City. When people see blood, bro, things change. It doesn't matter like how hard you are, things change. So even if you get hurt like one or two of those people, it might deter the others to be like, yo, chill. Like you actually, you know, did something. So that yeah. was what was in my mind. Cause like, you know, I'm fucking first of all, I don't want to hurt those kids. They're like probably in high school or something. But you know, at the same time, like I don't want to get killed because a lot of shit right. is happening in New York. So but yeah. it's funny because I, I DM'd the damn designs guy and I was like, bro. Um, cause I put it up on my stories immediately after it happened. And he was like, Oh my God, I was about to tell him like, dude, I'm so sorry, but there are bodies on this knife now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying like most people think, especially in New York city, the mindset is that's what it is. You use it for self-defense. I use my knives to cut boxes. I flip them open and I make videos for you guys. It's dude. It's so, it it's is. so accurate. I have never, um, I've never even outside of like locker room scuffles in middle school and high school, which yeah. everybody like it, everybody it doesn't matter who you are. Like everybody's been in that. I've never been in like a true like brawl, like where you're like, there's multiple people throwing punches and certainly not. In, I've never been in. And you, you could imagine like your life is in danger too. Like I dude, yeah, no. that so many like, bro, I take the train like anytime you feel like your life is in danger. New York City wild right now. Like so. Wild. Right. Well, yeah. so now this is, a, I'm not going to be, um, I want to make sure that everybody knows that what I'm about to say is not absolute fact. It's literally yeah. something I heard on an episode of Criminal yeah. Minds, which we all know is, <laughs> right? But I remember finding it, I remember finding it interesting because my, my wife watches that show all the time. And like, sometimes I come upstairs and she's like home for lunch and she has Criminal Minds on and they were profiling, they were trying to profile this uh, dude that like kept using a knife and all of his crimes and they were like, how is this guy able to get s- multiple people in a house to submit just by waving a knife around? And then it, it cuts to what's his name? Hotch, who's just like he's so stoic and he's just like Frankenstein. Everything he says is so like perfectly factual and scripted. And he's just like, actually, the vast majority of people are more intimidated by a knife than a firearm. And he like <laughs> continues to cite what sounds like a legitimate article. I don't know if it's true, but in that moment, I thought. I wonder if that is true. A- according to this episode, they said um, at, there's like some form of research that shows that people are less likely to make sudden movements when a knife is presented than when a firearm is presented. And I don't know why. But but this is why it's be- and this is why especially younger people, when they think of a knife, the first thing they think of is, you know, it's prime. Its primary function is obviously to be an offensive or defensive catalyst. Yeah. You know, when in reality, a rolling pin. I would rather have a rolling pin <laughs> in my hand or a child's baseball bat. Like yes, honestly, a t-ball 100%. bat. I think would do. I would feel so much safer, right, than trying to do new moves that I found on YouTube with a pocket <laughs> knife, right. I would much like give me, dude, give me a boomerang and a child's baseball bat, and I promise I can do way more damage. <laughs> like, For real, that's that's way, but but you know that's the kind of thing that I try and push all the time with my content is understand that that the entire you know the value of this object that you're looking at right now, the only way you can possibly calculate it is 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 going to be based on what you have experienced so far and what your perception of that object is. And as your perception of that thing grows, your mindset changes, especially if you start carrying a knife. 
people who don't carry knives, if they suddenly start carrying knives, they start using them for just, you know, sort of um, mundane little obvious tasks like, oh, I got to cut this open. I cut. And they mm -hmm. find out, um, oh, as it turns out, I'm actually not fighting off bears and ninjas as often as I thought I would be. It turns out I'm actually just opening Amazon. So you start to zero in on what you prefer in a knife, right, based on what you have been using it for. So it's just like any other thing. It comes with experience, you know, and I'm not saying that there are not circumstances where a knife, you know, can't be used that way. It can, but it's the same. The reason we have so many laws surrounding us because the just public perception is scary. It's going to be used yeah. to, you know, like that's, that's what we, and stupid shows like criminal minds are like, oh yeah, people use knives to like, you know, murder everybody you what know is and, up with wives and like watching those shows because kelly watches svu all the fucking time i don't know <laughs> <Dude>. she's <laughs> like every episode it's like rape like you know call the ambulance uh, I'm like fuck bro and it's she, like she, I, she, she watches it and there's like i don't even know how many seasons there are bro, like 16 18 or something yeah i think it's still ongoing right now and she's just watching it <laughs> there was a time there was a time in my life where I spent a lot of time um, watching like uh, there would be it would be like criminal minds and then what's the one is it law and order CSI mm -hmm. and they're just the sh it's all the same thing it's just some it's just a constant reminder it just keeps you in this constant <laughs> state of anxiety and <laughs> then what it does is it triggers me to look up like I'm like I wonder what the statistics on this are and then you go down that rabbit hole and then you constantly you you start doom scrolling you know, yes. and I've wasted so many weeks of my life, sometimes months. There was a time period where I would just doom scroll all the time. And um, if you take uh, any, I mean, anybody can do this, take a week off and just like live life and don't, you know, it's like almost like don't watch TV, try not to spend too much time on your phone, which is hard because like our, our whole world is social media, right? Yeah. But it's like all of a sudden you're reminded like, Oh yeah, this stuff's pretty. Uh, it's not quite as bad. My like my perception of the actual world, not looking through the lens of my phone or TV, is actually not as bad as I am making it out to be. You know, and it's healthy. <laughs> so, <laughs> what knives yeah. are you into lately, bro? You have a lot, um, a lot of knives on the table right now. Like, what knives are you into lately? So I just did three shaman overhauls, and that was um, because. <laughs> You know, I've made. I mentioned many times that I may have had a little bit to do with the reason that hinderers are so scarce. <laughs> I mean, they, their production was was slowed dramatically, but I also, you know, was just like hinder, hinder, hinder all the time. So I um um built. I built a couple of shamans. Uh, wow. I did an oil slick zirconium shaman. Damn. Um, Met and boss. This guy's really heavy. It weighs about eight ounces. Oh um, but I did that. <laughs> and that was an expensive one. I'll tell you, uh, this, these scales were 250. And then the knife is actually the color shop exclusive XHP Ooh, Shannon. So there's about nice. 500 in that one. Then, then far and away, the most expensive one is the oh. Zir Zirconium Timascus Shaman. Um, so <laughs> this one... Um, the S90V, this is a S90V knife center exclusive that I don't know what these originally went for that they were like maybe two, two fifty, two seventy, but the scales were 900 bucks. Oh so my God. yeah. And, and it's not like, 
I didn't create it so I could be like, I spent, uh, look what I spent on this. But I just like Zirconium Timascus. It's, I just find it to be really beautiful. And I thought, I've never seen one of these. Um, like, I, I think this would be fun to just make something completely and totally ridiculous. <laughs> What's and, the steel uh, on that? S90V. Oh, man. Dude, that's beautiful, man. Thanks. I, uh, I really like <laughs> it. And Metanboss, Metanboss is the guy who makes the scales. He makes those in the United States, which nice. was, that's, a, that's a big bonus. It's like if I'm going to, mm -hmm. you know, spend a whole bunch of money on something that's crazy and, you know, not, there's no, like nobody needs that, right? Yeah. Um, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend it, you know, with somebody who's like hand making this stuff in the USA, or I'm going to try to, you know, I don't always do that. I definitely have some stuff that's made um, in China and stuff that's made in um, Japan uh, Poland. I have some stuff that's uh, made in Poland. Um, a whole bunch of stuff from all over the place. But yeah. I try to to spend. If I'm going to spend a lot of money, I try to do it with somebody that's here in the United States. I just think that's a good thing to try and do. So yeah, I agree with you on that. I definitely feel like sometimes the price is you know more justified. Like you know, I look at Protex. Like I have this, and I got a lot yeah. of crap for this uh, on online. But, you know, what people don't understand is when you give me shit online on TikTok or on YouTube shorts and you say that's too expensive, you're feeding my algo, bro. You're feeding my algorithm. <laughs> and, like, you know, yeah. I'm just getting views because of it. This right. Is the oh, yeah. That's uh, the Terzuola. Terzuola, uh, yeah. ATCF. This is the $500 yep. one. Yep. That's a I probably knife. wouldn't buy this, but it's awesome. Dude. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Don't the pocket clip is like pretty trash though in comparison to the rest of it. But I agree. It's awesome, beautiful. Uh, knife. It's Terzola literally. Uh, did you know he wrote a book? Like when people say like he wrote the book on the tactical folding knife, and it sounds like an expression. He literally wrote the book, <laughs> the tactical folding knife, and it's that knife, the ter the ATCF. Um, that wow. thing fires. Uh, if you were to handle a hundred Protex. All Protex fire hard. That thing fires like a freaking rocket. Yes. Like it, it's awesome. I love it, that. You know, it's crazy that this is a tactical knife. And it's, I mean, this is like some gentlemanly shit right here. You know Dude, let's, <laughs> you know what? Let's talk about that word. Tell yeah. me. And yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, I'm not, I'm not trying to bait you into a point or okay. anything. All right. I just find, I find it very interesting for, for and this is going to be. What, which word? tactical this is going to be okay. really interesting to people who have been involved in the knife world for a long time tell me what tactical means to you this thing interested okay just that like it just yeah like you know i wouldn't even consider this tactical i would consider things like uh, a karambit and things like that more on the tactical side in my opinion okay but to me right like oh maybe this one uh this six are like uh emperor scorpion thing Okay, right? but right. You know, I, 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 actually, I don't like it that much. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Blade Ops, but I don't like it that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. It, no, it, you it, have to do that. And yeah. retailers appreciate it. You know, yeah. When you're like, listen, thanks for sending it. Yeah. I don't really like it. You know, you have to. I've liked everything they've sent except this. Like, because yeah. I expected so much from it, from it because I've tried other Hogue knives. And um, I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, I've, I've tried some of their other stuff and like they're just overbuilt and everything. And, you know, that's what I was expecting. But it's just so stiff, bro. Look at this button lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I so I have this um, I have this theory about the word okay, tactical, the tactical and let's go. 
and why this is this is why it's so because it's a very gray word nowadays, yeah. right? When people say tactical, it's like we all think like nobody wants to be left out of the group. We all want to feel like, oh yeah, tactical, bro. Definitely, I know that word. I uh, I do a lot of tactical in my. You know, I have a pretty tactical life, right? Uh, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I do but, not. But I think people, and this is I could be totally wrong, um, which I often am. But uh, I think people really that that's a word that people want to be uh, associated with in terms of like wisdom behind it in the knife world. And I have this this uh, theory about why um, people throw that word around in so many different pools um nowadays you mean when I was, security no, i'm just kidding well so <laughs> <laughs> so i use i i and i still do i want to make this real clear i like to watch nut and fancy and nut and fancy is kind of a, a pioneer uh he does a lot of different stuff but like the tabletop overview videos he was one of the not the first but he was one of the bigger ones that kind of like really paved the way and he's at yeah I don't know. He's got to be close to a million subs now. But this is what he used to do. I'm going to do my best impression of Nut and Fancy. Um, oh, yeah, I don't want to flip too many knives, though. So I'm just going to hold no, them no, up. No, it's okay. You could do it. I could edit. Okay, okay. So what we have here is uh, we got we got the, the Hermanensis classification tactical. Right? Skip to another upload. What we have here is the TRM. Uh, we got the TRM shadow titanium classification. Definitely tactical. Right. What we have here is a uh, Microtech Scarab 2 K classification, absolutely tactical. Right? <laughs> and it's like, but what do you mean by like you're just so like he'll show anything oh, and say shit. classification is tactical? And it's it's like, but 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 I mean, like, does that mean because it deploys quickly, or it's like does GSP it mean penguin classification tactical? Yeah, ta classification absolutely tactical and. It's like, man, like nowadays, like a knife can be deployed. It doesn't matter. Like if it, yeah. this is what it did. It, it led to people believing that, okay, knife already pointy and sharp, obviously weapon, Tactical, right? Bro. Right. But, but because it's deploying quickly or it's being displayed as deploying quickly and efficiently, it's automatically labeled as tactical when in reality, unless it is an open L and you are um, an <laughs> octopus wearing boxing gloves, it's going to open quickly, right? I mean, you're, mm -hmm. it's going to open quickly. And so, uh, you know, I, my perception of the word is it's designed for an incredibly specific purpose in relationship to the whole of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, right? It's a piece of the pie when it comes to your equipment load for said situation. And usually it's, not just like a, you're not on a mission to go to the front door and open an Amazon package. That is not a tactical <laughs> scenario, right? No. But but the problem is is that it leaves it open for such mass interpretation that um, companies have used it as a marketing tactic, like where they can just be like, "This is a tactical knife. Do you like? <laughs> are you are you a tactical person from your couch? Then this is for you." Bro, my cat, <laughs> my ragdoll cat is tactical. He has claws, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He can just rotate rapidly in any direction with his claws out. And that is a tactical, you know. <laughs> That's a treat, actually. He doesn't stay. This one, I have two of them. This one doesn't stay here that much, but he must like you or something. He's just sleeping sure. here. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, think about this. Like, if I if I was playing, um, like, let's say I was playing dodgeball with my wife. And instead of dodgeballs, we were using pine cones. And the arena was my property. Um, you could use the word tactical in a sentence like this. Um, 
by sitting by perching on the roof directly above my front porch uh, in a, a not not easy to spot location. I had a tactical advantage over my wife <laughs> who yeah. was walking in the front door. Like you technically can say tactical there, even though this, the, the, the surrounding scenario is that I'm just going to throw pine cones, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's a ridiculous scenario, but that word fits in there. And so I, nowadays I just feel like the word tactical is thrown around so loosely and it has such little meaning. Um, and, uh, you know, I think most people know that, and it's just fun. It's it's still yeah. fun to like participate in it. There's nothing wrong with it. You got me on a tangent, so I started. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I love when <laughs> a guest is as talkative as me. That's when the <laughs> best episodes usually happen. I see some sharp by design stuff on the table there, and I'm yes. like very attracted to them right now. So let's take a look at some of those. Oh, okay, sure. So um, what we have here is uh, I have a a custom and yeah. a couple of productions. So we have. Um, the, uh, mini Tempest. Oh, forgive me. It's so much knife information in my head. This is the KNP edition. Wow. Um, mini Tempest front flipper. These are in M398 and it's M398. like a subtle. Yeah. Yep. Uh, superior edge retention, of course, right? <laughs> edge retention is king. Um, <laughs> superior edge retention, um, to M390, uh, actually superior edge retention to, S110V, S90V, slightly below S125V, but not tough, uh, not tough at all, actually. Still stainless, though, so it's an interesting composition. Um, but um, that's uh, that's that one. That's a production. These are made by Riot. And then this wow. is the um, Sharp Eye Design. Um, yeah, the... Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why I'm blanking on this right now, because I'm, I'm wanting Typhoon? to show off the arch nemesis. Typhoon? The, the Evo Typhoon. There you go. Yeah. Um, and this is in Damasteel. And this Ooh. guy's a little bit bigger. So um, this is definitely awesome. a good one. And then the a lot of people get confused. They think that all Sharp by Designs are Riot production knives when the, a lot of his bigger stuff, like the Arch Nemesis, is custom and made in the United States. That so this is, is crazy. This is the one that's like when I, I made a short about this and I had so many people asking like, where's the link to buy that? Like hoping that it was something they could get on Amazon for, you know, and I was always trying to be really nice. I just want to be like, um, there is not a link and you're going to be very disappointed to find out that it's the prices on those start at like $1,600 and you have to basically fight over them on his Instagram or his website, you know? Um, but yeah, his, his, uh, Brian Adele, um, the designs are incredible. He's one of the best designers. Like when you, get a production knife that's made by Riot, the design, the information that is sent over to Riot so that they can produce it is vastly, it's so superior to, you know, a lot of the stuff that they produce just because it came out of Brian Ado's mind. But his custom work is, I have never experienced anything better, anything of higher quality, right? Even if it's so far beyond like an, any reasonable utilitarian function, the, the execution if, if Brian Nadeau is going to take titanium and whatever steel and he's going to create a, um, you know, a bladed object out of it, it will be perfection. It will be so far. It, it's a level that I didn't know even existed. This was a gift from my wife for my uh, our five-year wow. anniversary. And uh, I just, I love, I cherish that thing. I absolutely love it. So. That is crazy. Uh, <laughs> dude, um, if you have any advice on what recent, 
production releases that people should check out? Um, so um, this is a lot of the stuff that I tell people to check out is um, stuff that's already extremely popular and going to be hard to get. But and you know this, but mm -hmm. the person the the person to watch in the next few years uh, and the knives to get your hands on are um, going to be uh, anything from Brian Winters, uh, Winter Blade Co. Ah, yes. When he yes. when he collaborates with a because here's the thing, like people are like, I want him to like make his stuff in the USA and make enough of it for everybody. He's one guy trying <laughs> to create these things. So it's not going to be possible. Like he does make custom knives, but to, in order to fill the demand, cause he's, his stuff is really popular now. So when he does yeah. a collaboration with Riot or Bestec or whoever, it's to keep the price down and make sure that, you know, they can actually make enough for people to get their hands on. But Anything that he makes, and if you go to his um, Instagram and you see his designs and things, um, he's going to, I'm sure, be doing lots of different projects with these different OEMs, and he'll probably rotate and use different OEMs, but yeah, um, those are the knives. Like, that is going to be the next, like, it already is. I mean, his um, his factor was so popular. So good. And, and incredible, so right? You you handled one. I saw that yeah. you got your hands on one. The custom one uh, yeah. is really, really nice, bro. Just crazy. Super I call cool. him the mad scientist every time I comment on his um, videos on Instagram. That's Winter yes. Blade Co., by the way, on Instagram. I'm just like, you know, do, you know, Winter Blade Co. doing mad scientist shit again. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Just, yeah. He, he'll just put up a video and it's just like so far uh, out of the out of left field from what everyone else is thinking about it's like fucking crazy oh yeah yeah, yeah it's absolutely it's, it's absolutely amazing and then um um you know uh, um the uh the other um here recently i um handled some knives from a designer whose name i always get um incorrect but it's um the if you want to look here you know what let me grab it it's in a box right behind me i want to show yep, it off real fine. quick okay one sec uh, as you, I, I don't know if right, you guys are paying attention. Right my cat is scratching this bag. But behind me are shelves and shelves and shelves of boxes containing more knives. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get this thing out here. This is the Bestec Fairchild, and people are gonna say Bestec. We know about Bestec. Bestec works with a lot of makes fire stuff, yo. They do. Their they OEM do. work and is crazy. They're uh, this is the Bestec. Fairchild and oh. I was like a lot of stuff from Bestec is hit or miss mm -hmm. but this guy um who designed Kombu? the Bestec yes Kombu? yes yes it's so this is so cool and it's it's crazy and it's I'm trying to do a left-handed reverse flick but oh. this design was so amazing to me and this does the designer I've, I've got a couple of other uh knives from him here um, and I was like, now this, this is showing off more of like what Bestec is capable of doing as an OEM. And a lot of times it's not, people sometimes limit their opinion of a brand to just the brand. And they forget, like they work with lots of different designers and sometimes designs translate differently. And so Bestec is a good OEM, but their work really shines much like, you know, lots of other OEMs, their work really shines when uh, somebody like Combo is it combo um, it's, or combo? it's one of those. He's a um uh <laughs> Poland, he, right? Yeah, yeah. And I he told me his name, he told me how it was pronounced, how it was spelled, and I've tried many times and I don't want to butcher <laughs> it. 
But I was so impressed with this one in particular. And I, I just feel like I, I love finding stuff like this um, and just emphasizing it. Because I, I opened this up and had so much fun with it. In fact, I dropped the review today um, nice. in our time. Um, but uh, it's just big and crazy um, and, and fun. But it's also really easy to manipulate and has amazing ergonomics, like the different lines and things here. And the lock is strong. The blade is S35. The... Uh, taper down to the cutting edge, even though it's like 190 thousandths, it, it has so much room to drop and it gets down to this super razory edge. And I just love it. Uh, I really like that one. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, so that is right so now. definitely check out some stuff by Kombu or Combo. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, on Best Tech. Uh, that's definitely um, a good one to keep an eye on. What do you think of these new kind of like small batch guys? I've gotten to try a Vero engineering axon recently yeah. uh, in, in full tie. I did not like the micarta ones. I got okay. to try on micarta one in, uh, in Hawaii and I did not get the same feeling I did with the, I got the blacked out titanium one. It's like 370. They are available yep. now. They were very hard to get before they're available. Now. Yep. Frankie, stop being crazy. My cat is like trying to get my attention. Um, and I also like uh, null knives, what he's doing. Yep. Uh, I got mm -hmm. to try the voodoo. And I also got to try the Raiden. So the Raiden was, God, yeah. so good. Yes. Um, definitely the small. I mean, like we we uh, you know, uh, we should be paying attention to these people doing these small batch runs. And you know, whenever one gets popular, you know, uh, it it sells out, and then people are like, yeah. why didn't they make more? And it's like, well, they you know they have to invest in you know they're they're taking a risk and having to pay the OEM to produce their design and so they're trying to see like is this gonna catch on do people want this let's see if it so the raiden was a great example of one that you know uh, a few of us got a hold of and it didn't matter who it was it was taught, like most people had the same reaction to it it's just like this is amazing it's awesome the the vero stuff i'm a huge fan of vero yeah. um my favorite in my collection is the isotope which is an integral Ooh. um and it has the uh uh timascus inlays um vero's stuff so nice it's super like his designs are really streamlined and they, you know, it's like anything else. They are for some people and not for other people, but I really like Vero's design language. And again, it's another example of how, cause I think these are made by best tech. It's another example of you get a really good designer, somebody who really knows exactly what they're doing. When that info is sent over to the OEM, it translates really, really well. And some of his, you know, people are going to find that in his line, he makes a lot of different sizes of stuff. So yeah. some, you know, like some people are going to prefer the medium size stuff. Some people are going to prefer his larger stuff. I, I've got two Veros here and both of them are XL size knives. And those are the ones that I like the most. They're really hard to get their hands on though, because a lot so of people hard. like them. And he, I'm sure is making as many or, you know, putting as many orders in through Bestic as he can. Um, but they're just really popular, you know? So yeah, absolutely. I think you can get the, definitely the Axon. I found him on a uh, river's edge cutlery as well as, um, yes. I think Knife Joy had them too. Um, yeah. And they were, you know, just the retail 370 bucks. I mean, of course, it's definitely get cheap. Oh, come on, buddy. All right, get out of here. <laughs> trying to play with me right now. Um, uh, but yeah, you can, you can get them now. I remember one time it was just so hard to get these axes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Hard, and that's, bro. dude, you know what's funny? Um, I see this uh, all the time is, and it's the, um, the clash of the 
parts of the community that really, really want the knife and really want to have it, own it, use it, collect it, whatever. And then you got the people who are in the shadows and the bots who are trying to get it and flip it. Yeah. And then you also have the population of people who are just there to comment. So it's really funny to see when something is super duper popular and they sell out immediately. And then there's a whole bunch of people going, I tried it. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. And then, so the, the, then the uh, designer and the, the company is like, okay, we're going we're gonna to put in more orders. We're going to make a whole bunch of them. So then they're finally there at retailers sitting and waiting to be purchased. And there's always people who go, clearly the popularity of this item has dropped because they are still available. Like these, this company has really gone downhill. And it's like, no, they did exactly what you asked. Yeah. They made more of them, you know? <laughs> it's Terrible. funny. It's a perspective or, or just like the need to say something negative, you know? Uh, never satisfied, you know. That's just the. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we see that a lot. But eh, whatever. What are you gonna do? You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so fitness, right? You getting back into it? I remember the last time I had you on the pod, you were like, "I'm getting a little doughy," but you know, you yeah. just went to the gym earlier. Did you get back into that? Yeah, um, I'm down thirty pounds from amazing, then. and uh, I got you know, like when you're when you work at home, which I do. And you mm -hmm. have nobody cracking a whip. It's really easy to like work for a little bit and then watch a show, play some video games and work for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to cook lunch. Guess I'll order something, you know. <laughs> and it's like we were talking about earlier, you know, sometimes you get to the end of the day and you're like, I'm going to have a beer because whatever, <laughs> you know. And I had to break myself of that because I, I had lived so long of like, you got to get up, got to go to work. I'm working for a boss. I'm working with a team. Um, and so when that's not there, when you feel like you don't have the coach behind you blowing the whistle, right, then the incentive to be, you know, to, to always be moving is um, it, it's less. So I had to sort of retrain myself to do that. And yeah, I've been waking up early and going and yeah. uh, controlling what I eat and trying to make sure that I cook. I got a Traeger for Father's nice. Day. Oh, so, yeah, oh, it's I awesome. It's a uh, Wi-Fi controlled. So, like, I can oh control the heat and the, the heat and the timer and the probe is all on my phone. So, it basically just cooks. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I still feel compelled to stand right beside it and look at it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you get the you get the smells too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, for sure. Do you think you are one of the most muscular guys in EDC right now? Man, why do you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, because my goal is to be the biggest Asian in EDC. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's one of my goals. I mean, bro, when you met me, I was maybe 128, 130. I'm at 170 right now at five nine. Okay. okay. I'm trying to get to 200, right? And then shred yeah. down to 185, not go too crazy on the fat, like maybe just 15%, still have yeah. a little bit of cush, but, you know, nice testosterone, all that stuff. Because, like, the want. lower you get, bro, like, you're just going to feel like shit. Kelly's going to think I don't want her because I don't want to fuck or anything because <laughs> I, I, I've gone balls deep into the fitness, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> Kelly is like, do you, you know, because we got, like, full coverage insurance. She's like, maybe we can get you on test. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like. I yeah. don't see a lot. Like, if you were a jacked Asian and you create EDC content, please comment down below because we're gonna link up. Um, but yeah, that's one of my goals is to be the biggest and like have sure. like a nerdy shirt like this and be like really friendly. 
It's like um, <laughs> a complete like kind of uh, oxymoron, if you will, like a Jack yeah. Asian nerd that is like into knives and anime and stuff and is like pretty nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you what? think have you always been big, by the way? I'm, I'm curious about this. Um, like, I mean, people have different perceptions of big. So like, I, like growing up, um, I noticed that, you know, in sports and stuff, um, I was a little, a little thicker than a, a lot of the other guys. And I would play, uh, positions like center and nose guard and linebacker, um, in football. And, you know, my weight class, uh, like as a senior in high school, I was in the 215 weight class. Um, but I was always able to stay pretty lean while maintaining that weight. So muscle mass, yeah, it sits on me a little bit more readily. But the the downside of that is, is that my natural appetite is really, really high. So while if I'm active, you know, the it, it, like the ability, I've always, it's always been fairly easy for me to put mass on and stay lean if I'm active. But when I am inactive, it works against me because the appetite doesn't go away. I want to eat all the time. And I just can't, you know, it's not, it wasn't, uh, there was a time where it was totally normal for me to go to like Wendy's and order seven or eight things off the dollar <laughs> menu. Easy. Wait, how tall are you and how much do you weigh right now? So I am, I said, I eat, it's one of those things you can't lie about is your height and your benchmarks. You got to be yeah. honest about it. So I, I'm exactly 5'11 and three quarters. I never made it quite like in my socks. I am not quite six feet tall, but um, I currently weigh 228 pounds and my lean weight, like when I feel like, you know, you can go to the pool and take your shirt off is about 215. Um, okay. So this is, I'm, sitting, you know, okay right now, but I have been much, much heavier. Um, and there are guys who are my height who can, you know, they can be, you know, absolutely jacked at 230 um, yeah. or even more. And then there are some guys who have a problem that are my height that I can't get over 180, you know? Um, so I'm right in there. Um, I, I don't know if I'm the, I don't, I doubt that I'm the most, I mean, that's the thing. We don't know a lot of these guys. I don't feel super comfortable. Like, have you ever gone to bleed myself? Show? No, I've never been. So I watch Blade Show vids and like, I don't see a lot of muscular guys there. I do. I do have an example. I have an example. There is one very Jack guy on EDC YouTube right now. I'm going to show you him. Uh, he's from a channel called The Clip Point. <laughs> okay. I have no connection with these guys. Okay. But I do think this guy is, as you can tell, I'm like obsessed with, with bodies and fitness right now. I can spot a jacked dude on the street faster than Kelly. It's like, funny it, that uh, <laughs> men men look at other muscular men more than women do. I I'm uh, like, oh my god, that guy's so jacked. Like, <laughs> if you go on my TikTok, you you're gonna be like, yo, is Ray gay? Because this is just all jacked. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> all right, so let's um let's uh pull one of these. Uh, this is the dude right here. Oh shit, you can't tell. Um, he is not in a uh short sleeve shirt. Oh, you, you can tell he's that. jacked here. You can tell okay. he's jacked here. I'm gonna show you right now. So this is called the Clip Point. This channel, shout out to you guys. If you want to do a podcast, hit me up. Look, this guy's pretty jacked. On the, absolutely right, he's got a good yeah. physique on him. This dude definitely puts in time. Um, uh, but yeah, he's like the only like kind of like jack guy I've ever seen do EDC YouTube. I've never. Do we seen know how tall else. he is? Do we? Do I we mean, know how tall he is? I mean, even if he's not that tall, yeah. Like you, this guy has put in hours. Like you look at look at his bicep definition, his frame, like he's yeah. definitely put in hours. So 
I I'm obsessed, bro. I'm obsessed with fitness <laughs> right now. Like, I'm trying to get so big. Like I I've been eating the same thing every day for almost a year. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, very good. Yeah, five good. ounce ground beef or five ounce ground turkey, one and one third cup rice, vegetables, three That's, times a day. That's like a dude, thousand. You, it's, it's it's around eleven hundred calories, I think. I you and that. I have an extremely similar uh, diet, and you're yeah. using it to you're using it to. I'm to put on mass. I'm bulking, this is bro. me eating that will will maintain a, a decent amount of mass, but I will lose fat uh, yeah. eating that. And it just depends. Like we have so many different genetic predispositions, and you can only find out how your body reacts to things by you know go eating and then going and working out for a long period of time and yeah. seeing how did that what happened. You know, do if if nothing happened, a lot of people they they go they put in two weeks at the gym and they're like you know, my arms didn't grow. And so they just quit. <laughs> and it's like, well, there's a lot of factors and you, you, you didn't put in enough time. But if you've been eating the same thing for a year and working out, you have a lot of like, you have tons of information that you Dude, can Dude, you use. know what's crazy? Is what? Those three meals are around, I think it was like 3,500, like close to there. And I couldn't get past 155. So I really? had to slap on a fucking oatmeal that is about a thousand <laughs> calories as well in the morning. Yeah. And then I have to drink a mass gainer as well. So I'm doing 5,000 oh, wow. cal right now. Okay. So I'm not eating that much. Yeah. I'm, eating I'm eating like <laughs> 3,000 calories or 3, maybe 500 cal. I was not gaining weight. That's how insane <laughs> my metabolism is. Yeah. So, man. you know, my girl and I were like, you know, I'm like, fuck, man. I really, the goal is 185 lean. That's a, yeah, very, yeah. I will look massive at that weight. That's a really height. good, that's yeah. a solid weight, man. It's one, yeah. and you know, uh, everybody has a different genetic potential, but that's that's a really, really, and it's a totally obtainable goal. It just takes that's a lot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, work. like you yeah. guys have seen me. I'm trying to promote this, and a lot of people that do my live show got inspired by my transformation and are like going to the gym, eating a little healthier. They have like DM me, what did you do? All this stuff, and I'm like, I did this at 40 years old. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and I'm yeah. 41 now, about to be 42, and I'm in the best shape of my life, right? Got a little bit of pudge in the belly because I'm eating 5,000 calories. But, but that's healthy. That's, that's healthy, what's going to happen when, yeah. you know, yeah. So, but, you know, I just want to like show people, you know, health is you important should. too, man. You know, like, sure. and, um, you know, I just want to, if there's ever a skinny nerd out there, skinny knife nerd, anime nerd, or someone that's, you know, got a little bit of weight on them, like, just you want to fucking do something like to hit me up, you know, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I did. This is not like me trying to be cocky or anything. You know, I was always bullied being a skinny guy and I've transformed myself um, much later in my life. And I feel fucking great, dude. Like women look at me differently. Like they want to grab my tits and shit. It's like fucking crazy. So, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, like, and that's, that's the thing is like, you, you know, a lot of people, you, you, throw a lot of different you know feelings at stuff like that but the, yeah the, the most important thing is that you are doing something that makes you feel good you're yes. happy doing it and yes. the benefit of what you are doing because like i'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life you know it's like true I, that, true so that. I, one of the happiest times of my life was sitting there down on nine dollar menu items from wendy's right <laughs> that's but amazing. it's like at some point i was like i'm getting diminishing returns in more than one way from this and i am happier in the long haul when i'm active and healthy and it's it's for me i i don't i don't um do a lot of like a good example is that um, a lot of people don't know what I look like 
And yeah. periodically I put myself in the thumbnail and I mean like once every few months just to remind people that I am not trying to hide my identity. But whenever I do it, there's always a bunch of people going, what the hell? That is not what I thought you looked like. For example, here recently I did a, you can find it on my channel. I did an yeah, AMA yeah. and I said, ask me anything. And I was in the thumbnail doing two thumbs up and I got a bunch of people going, what the, what the hell? Like, is that <laughs> bro, I'm what you put look that on screen right now? Dude, you look, <laughs> you look, you look swole, bro. Oh, well, thanks. It's, uh, it <laughs> helps it. <laughs> it helps to <laughs> so swole. <laughs> it helps to um, you know, put on a black shirt and have the lighting there. But if you zoom in on the questions, because I knew people were gonna one of the little questions and quotes that I put there by my left shoulder is, "Are you flexing? <laughs> Are you flexing?" <laughs> and but this I I so don't want it to. I didn't. I I noticed it because a long time ago on Instagram, I had a picture of me and I was at the gym and I said I have other hobbies. And I, yeah. I realized, like, I, I don't want people getting the wrong idea about me. And it, different people can, you know, depending on their, their audience, I think it translates better. But I, yes, I was like, if I'm, yeah. if I'm always putting myself in the thumbnail, you know, then I, I want people to come here and watch my knife content and just see my hands and stuff. But, there, you yeah. know, other types of channels, like, the people, they might attract people that want to you know, talk about other stuff like that. So I don't want to confuse anybody and I didn't want to make it too much about me, but that's just, you know, people have different feelings about stuff like that. So, Dude, you know, what's crazy to, I'm going to dive in on that. When I create a video, especially, uh, actually short form content, right? Yeah. And I, and my face is in the beginning of it. That shit will tank immediately, bro. Immediately. Really? Yes. So if, if it's something, um, where there is an auditory auditory connection, like mm -hmm. unboxing ASMR, or I was promoting these Kaiser knife rolls earlier, mm -hmm. which is crazy. You get this roll for free if you buy a Kaiser knife with Denimite Carter. That's insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was promoting this. So like I had uh, the first shot would be me opening it. And then mm -hmm. I talk about it later and show my face. It does better. Okay. So I, it made me think a little. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if it's weird that, like, I'm this Asian guy that's, like, sounding a little spicy, like, from the street or something. And then or if I don't have my face immediately, people watch it longer. Yeah. I don't well, care. I'm going to go for the, is, a better one. But I mean, you know. sometimes people feel uncomfortable when you don't look the way they see you in their mind. Like, people, people think that I am, like... I'm 58 years old and I look like Tom Hanks. That's what people are comfortable <laughs> with thinking. Like <laughs> that's what people want me to be. And so when they see me that it makes them, some people are like, I don't like that. That's <laughs> I want you to like, look like Tom Hanks. And I'm like, well, okay, well, sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, I throw this card for that yeah. exact reason. I throw it in unboxings. I throw it as hard as I can. So the first thing that you, experience if you're new is this like really abrupt like leather hitting a mat sound yeah and that's uh, the first time i did that i was just joking around and people were like that was funny and it got my attention and so i just kept doing it and so now that's that's what i do is i just throw something sometimes i don't throw the card sometimes i throw random objects just to keep <laughs> it spicy um and then i don't explain it you know you just keep on going and stuff like that's fun you know it's it's like Social media is full of men and women who are, you know, like making everything about like sex appeal. And, and that's fine if that's what they enjoy doing. But I see it all over the place. So I kind of it's like 
I don't think it works with dudes. It doesn't work nearly as yeah, like can you imagine I could, we get jacked and we're like just working for microtech and we're like, yeah, dude, like getting nothing dressed, put on the nothing, <laughs> nothing against um the, the men and women in the knife community who do stuff like that. I no, think I if they're if them, they're making awesome. it yeah, if she makes it work, but I think what would be really funny is a a parody like me and you could do it. <laughs> we're like I we do like high waisted jeans and we like zoom <laughs> up and do the and like I put one in the booty pocket, and I, I <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Like I would be much more, um, I would be much more into doing not to mock people who do it, but just for the entertainment yeah. people. I would be much more into doing something funny than doing something serious. If I was yeah. going to show some, if I was going to show some skin, you know, I think it's uh, there's nothing better than like. You know when you watch YouTube and it's it's like a super jacked guy, but he's self-aware and he's in no way doing anything that makes him look cool. It's all stuff mm. that makes him look kind of ridiculous and funny. And it <laughs> it makes him feel more like I, I feel more connected on a personal level. I'm like, that guy yeah. is a, another human being. He's not a robot. So it's funny to see them do kind of embarrassing things. You know, yes. I always um I always liked uh, Chris Pontius on Jackass because he was pretty muscular. But mm. nothing that he did, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, that guy's like more muscular than the other ones. But nothing that he did was sloppy in any way. He just was yeah. a goofball, like letting alligators bite him and stuff. And I just thought, that's so, <laughs> funny. It's so random, you know, it's so funny. But it's just, it's perspective for sure. True. Uh, I saw you opened uh, a bunch of QSPs recently, right? Yeah, yeah. The baby penguin, the the uh, the large penguin was there, and the rhino, yeah. which is a little bit more of a high end offering from them. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think they're going in the right direction? Like, I really like what they've been doing recently. Like, do you remember when QSP just came out with a parrot? Yeah. And everyone is like, "Oh, this is the best knife for twenty bucks." Remember that? There yeah, was, yeah. Like, a whole thing like that, and then they were experimenting with you know, different scale options that no one was touching at the time. And now to uh, come to today, like they have pretty cool shit now, man. I mean, I have this QSP drop penguin here. Yeah. Um, If you think about it in today's standards, right? This is, yeah. you could, I mean, they don't have it anymore. They were available on Caviezel at one point. This is S35VN with titanium, not a wired clip, titanium clip. And is this was $109. Yeah, yeah. That price is crazy today, right? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. I um I think that the penguin is a good example of a design that, you know, somebody uh from the QSP team or I don't know if it's an internal designer or, or who, but they they made it and, you know, in a sea of other um not not trying to like insult whoever designed the penguin. Yeah. In a sea of other um knives that have very similar handle profiles and very similar blade profiles for some reason that knife worked and it was largely due to the price of it you had d2 yep. you had uh micarta or g10 and it was like what 35 bucks right 33, and three i think yeah now, which is insane for this I, right. I thought the scale material was a pretty cool i mean i thought it was carbon fiber but it's shred g10 or something like that yeah yeah, 33 yeah. Bucks, it, again a pretty cool knife man it's really cool. And it's one of the knives that I tell people like, look, if you're starting off, um, that's a really great knife to start with. I think, mm -hmm. and I don't want to call this a mistake, but this is something that a lot of companies do. And it's, it's, it's not like, this is no revelation. Like it's, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, they find something that works. 
something that is, you know, they're not going for a grand slam. What they're going for is a base hit because that keeps everything moving and it keeps the cob, the cogs lubricated and they, it keeps things selling. So you see a lot of the same type of stuff. It's just little variations. Civivi is a great example of that. We see lots of variations yes. off of the same thing and it works for them. And people, you know, there's, there's always a few people going, why don't they take more risks and do something different? I'm one of those people, but it's because it is, it's safe. They can keep getting those base hits over and over instead of, you know, going up there and trying to knock it out of the park and take massive risks on designs. But I think what would be good is if a, a QSP in particular, to answer your question, if they would periodically take bigger risks with designs, work with people who have a little bit more of a loud design language, because yeah. eventually one of those things is going to stick, not just with, you know, a loud YouTuber like me, but with the general knife community discovering it and going, hey, this is really cool and it's different and stands out, right? Um, that's the kind of stuff that keeps people interested because we have a lot of the same stuff. And it seems like a lot of... QSP periodically goes out and does a little bit different, but a lot of that stuff looks very... It's all from the same family tree, right? It's sure. what it kind of looks like sometimes. So I think QSP does a great job with their overall execution, their quality. I think they got to, like many companies, they really got to watch the heat treat uh, and make sure that they're hitting the right numbers there. Um, bang for your buck, though. It's really hard to beat them there. They've found their spot. I hope that they, as they grow, they have more opportunities to, um, you know, reach out and do wild and crazy weird things, right? Like Concept, for example, made well, the XL. crazy. Concept is they they they're just like yeah sure let's make a gigantic cleaver <laughs> thing and then let's make a little teeny tiny baby one just for fun you know and and it's like those knives are ridiculous but they're hilarious it makes me want to talk about it, it makes me want to share yes. it with people you know and that's what's fun like not everything has to be this like perfectly executed like minimalist um, EDC design it can be crazy like. People like to carry weird. The reason that people carry the Espada XL is not because they feel like they're going to have to raid a pirate ship, you know, or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to ask they... that next, actually. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, like the um, Talwar. I, I mean, there's, I don't need this. No, but it's but cool. I, I thought it was cool as shit. Yeah. I a serrated one too. Like what <laughs> practical use do I have for a serrated knife in New York City? Like none. Yeah. I, it's really cool, actually. <laughs> Dude, I I'll tell you this. Um, the, I have this uh, this gigantic <laughs> open out here. <laughs> I have this. Oh and my god! It makes no, no sense whatsoever. It's literally I can two I can two hand this. How much was right? That? Um, well, actually, it was given to me. Um, I think it was like a hundred and. 10, oh my god! I kind of want that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's the Open L thirteen, and oh it's my... so absolutely ridiculous. And that I'll tell you this. Hilarious. I'm going to make a short out of this and it's going to be a, it's going to be ridiculous and it's going to be ridiculous on purpose, but I can show something like this uh, or wait, let's do something really like um, simplistic. Okay. I could make a short out of the rat too. Yeah. The rat too is a really popular knife and it's a yes. good starter choice, right? It's real mm -hmm. simple and real plain and it, it will function. This, this knife caters whether people know it or not caters to a wide variety massive amounts of people there's so many people who carry this if i made a short out of this put it in front of people's face nobody's gonna care yep. if i do something like this <laughs> it doesn't matter how much more practical this is this yep. will get people's attention because it is insane and it's fun and it's okay 
to like yeah. enjoy stuff for you know the <laughs> fact that so it's crazy. crazy. And I I can almost you know I can almost guarantee that if I make a little fifteen second video out of this, that it'll get a ton of attention. And oh that, yeah, it just tells me that companies should be taking more risks and doing more weird things and stop playing it safe so often. And I'm mainly speaking to the companies who have the the revenue to to take risks like that. You know, um, I wish that if Civivi tomorrow came out with something that was polar opposite, right, from what they normally make, like everything looks like the Praxis or, <laughs> or the uh, or the Elementum, right? Let's yeah. say tomorrow they made something. Let's say Civivi made a folding scythe, right? It was like a budget <laughs> folding scythe. Um, that makes no sense, but I can almost guarantee it would take the entire knife because it was it's it's such a massive contrast. People would be flooding in and being like, what the heck did they just make? Why did they make this? What is this? Right. I think it would be fun and, and interesting, even if it is a ridiculous object, it would just make it, you know, it would be and it'd be really funny. Like the company showing people like, yeah, we can do weird stuff periodically, too. You know, it's it's just fun. I, I wish companies would do that more often. I so. think Tucson is the weirdest, bro. Definitely the weirdest. Like, look They're at this, all over the place. Right? Look at this. Right? This is a Tucson. Yeah. Got an interesting inlay with a weird branding on the pivot collar, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is a Tucson. Right. Like, what is this? A cleaver for ants, bro. 4228N, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is a Tucson. <laughs> yeah, they only do They only do different. Like, no, everything looks different, you know? Everything they only do nuts. wild and crazy stuff. Um, what, it's a... Uh, uh, oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, I don't. I didn't even have anything to say. You go. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna ask. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I'm gonna ask. I'm not just asking you this. Actually, I'm asking pretty much everyone that comes on in the next like two months. It's like, what are your thoughts on? You know, the Benchmade Access Lock patent. Uh, you know, is is done. It's been done for a long time. People have been making these Access Lock type knives now. Yeah. What is yeah. it called? A crossbar lock? Is that what is the proper term for it or whatever? Yeah, I don't um, know what the actual proper term is, but we have a million. To, I just call everything the Access Lock now. You know, so. like uh, I really like this one. Right. This is the the Drop Air by Kai. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. because they took an existing type of lock and put their own spin on it. You've got the adjustable levels on the inside. Correct. And they kind of took a TRM approach on it, the ability to remove the, the scales individually and very yeah. easily, allowing for much more aftermarket work as well. Like scales are going to be made for this and you're going to be right. able to have just different scale options. And I really like this platform. Um, but, you know, every time I post about it, bro, it's like I get so much hate, like, oh, that's a copy off of Benchmade or whatever. <laughs> and I, I have to tell them, I'm like, the patent has is done, bro. Yeah, it's over. There's and access locks everywhere now. So, yeah. you know, and they just don't, you know, people that I guess aren't in the know, like don't want to acknowledge that. No, you know, it's 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 a they've kind of improved on it a little bit, in my opinion, uh, because right. I've gotten Benchmade's not knocking Benchmade. I, I love the Adamus. This is my favorite knife of Benchmade, actually. The mini Adamus yeah. of the Adamus. I want my knives out of box to be smooth and like functional. I don't have to break them in. And these knives did exactly that. The fit and finish is great. And I love that. But I've gotten like, you know, the aluminum bug out or the uh, the bug out, the, the bug out mini, right? They're so stiff out of box. And then you get something from Kaiser. This is their first try on an access lock. And it's like the smoothest thing ever. You can adjust the levels. 
So, you know, I just want, I'm trying to just give them props here, but what do you think about that? Like with the access lock thing and everyone being able to use it? Yeah. I mean, and you know, it's just like what, what I said here, uh, the access lock, like when you see another lock that looks just like the access lock, it's not a like the patent ended. So yeah. these companies can like, for example, here's the Hogue able lock. Yeah. It is the access lock. They did this as soon as the, uh, as the patent ended because they can legally do it. Right. Um, so knives that are, what I refer to as evergreen, like the Benchmade Bugout and a Spyderco PM2. Everybody knows what these knives are because they were, um, you know, like pioneers in terms of like th the right design with an interesting lock that was originally, as far as I know, I mean, I know that like uh, people are going to split hairs and be like, well, the compression lock is really just a liner lock and it's on the back side, So you can't really use the original where and it's like, sh just yeah. sh shut up. You know, but the, uh, <laughs> but um, like people know what these are, like, because they were the, it was the best examples, the most popular example of this, right? So then now we have a lot, and eventually at some point, I would imagine if there is a patent on exactly what the compression lock is, there will be, you know, once that ends, there will be a wave of other companies that are doing exactly the same thing. And we already see lots of companies like putting holes and things in blades because it works so mm -hmm. well for Spyderco, right? Yeah. But these paved the way. These are the evergreen. So no matter how many other examples, no matter how many times people try to recreate the bug out with the axis lock, the king of that is going to be right here. And it's not until something else comes along that is completely and totally different do we have a new evergreen knife. And I really truly believe that the Demco 8020.5 is a new example of an evergreen knife. We now have so many companies trying to do their own version of this shark lock because they can't do the exact same thing. So... I think it'll it's it's really cool that we see other companies using the access lock and trying to do trying to recreate what was so popular about the best models that use those locks. But those knives have such a short um, half life, you know, like they just can't stay in the spotlight for very long because we've seen it before. Right. True. We're just seeing like, you know, another company going now we have this and we made it on this and it's different, but it's kind of not really but it's here buy it you know like that's that's what i see and i think it's interesting and it's worth covering and it's worth talking about because i like the yeah. drop bear too and i think yeah. that the adjustable you know um tension uh with the omega springs is is interesting but until we see you know people don't tend to they're like the next greatest thing you know like you can look at the music industry you mm -hmm. see, like somebody do something. You remember when uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, I, I I noticed this is this is such a weird thing to zero in on. That lady who's like, "Give it to me, I'm worth it," and it's like the saxophone, <laughs> you know. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. after that song got popular, it's like every freaking artist was like, "Let's put saxophone and a weird beat <laughs> in it," right? And so you heard that like a whole bunch. And it's and then every now and then someone comes up with a weird new sound and then that's on top. That was the first. And then you see a whole bunch of people try and do the same thing. And so I, I'm, I think it's good that we see people experimenting with these things. But I think the days of the axis lock are past their golden. Like the, the axis lock can never be as golden as it was when it was just with Benchmade. You How know? come nobody gave people shit when they you know, made titanium frame locks? Isn't it like Chris Reeve make that or something? Yeah. Well, they did uh, for a little bit. Like the, the Reeve integral lock was yeah. in like the early. And somebody can correct me because this was before yeah. I was like a huge knife nut. But I think it was the early 90s. Yeah. And 
And you just couldn't have tie frame locks then? I guess. Well, no, I don't. I, I guess nobody had done that. Um, I don't know how that works, but I, I guarantee there was a period of time where people, anybody who created something even remotely similar to uh, an integral frame lock, um, then people were like, oh, you're just copying, right? But <laughs> if there was a patent, at some point it ended. And now like a titanium frame lock's like, wow, neat. Dude, there's That's so many. Everywhere. I actually prefer to check out knives that are not titanium frame locks right now. Yep. Because, you know, I just see so many. You right. I mean, and not right. against it. You know, I like tie frame locks too, but um, we have to see. We have to see people constantly messing and tweaking and do it. We have to see that. And there's going to be people who are you know, like anti-progression who are just going to be like, you know, we can't. The best knife ever made was the Buck One Ten, and no innovation <laughs> past that is ever even necessary. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that sounds like you're painting a really interesting picture. Can you imagine a world where it's just the Buck? Like, no, I'm glad that people mess with things. I'm glad that they take concepts that were that have already been popular and they just put a spin on it and they keep messing around. because that's how innovation happens that's how we end up with locks that are actually not necessarily always better but more interesting you know it creates another discussion topic and eventually at some point we will reach a we will reach a, a point where there are innovations that are actually truly beneficial functionally for the vast majority of people and it just is a result of people constantly tweaking and messing around with the stuff that we already have you know so i i it's it's healthy it can be annoying and boring at, at in some uh way i think it's good you know true that man dude it's been amazing <clears throat> i don't know why i just lost my voice right there it's been amazing <laughs> having you on and i know we could talk forever because we're a couple of chatty cathy's but i know you have to go um and uh, frankie <laughs> yeah. is going crazy right now but thank you so much for doing this man uh this is going to be uh, uploaded uh, in a couple of days and uh, where can everybody find you? Not like they don't follow you now. Um, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, you can find me on Instagram at metal underscore complex and um, where most people know me from is YouTube, uh, which is just metal complex. So thanks. Aren't you uh, on OnlyFans, Daddy Swolio? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody's supposed to know about that. <laughs> this is your boy Ray and Metal Complex, and this is the Everyday City Carry saying peace. This video is brought to you by the Beautiful Leather Goods by Andar. All products are 100% full grain leather. Orders over 35 bucks get free shipping automatically. You get free exchanges and a 90 day return policy. Maybe you wanna pick up the Apollo. Or if you're like me and you wanna go super minimal and slim, you'll probably check out the Monarch. Andar wallets have this cool unique pull tab. They go like this, getting your cards out that allows quick access to your cards. Head over to andar.com and use promo code EDCC to get 15% off your entire order. Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.